Welcome to the Everything Aesthetics Podcast, designed to help you unlock the secrets of building and sustaining a successful medical spa. This episode is brought to you by Derm Aesthetic Consulting, a company dedicated to helping owners, managers, and providers build and sustain a successful med spa business or aesthetic career. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. Lisa Jenks and Ashley A.J. James. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Everything Aesthetic. This is AJ, and I'm here with Dr. Lisa. Hello. We hope you guys are doing fabulous today. Uh, This is our third episode, and we are so happy that you are back joining us today to talk about the medical spa industry with us. And we've got one of your favorite topics on for today. Oh, yes. So on today's episode, I really want to dive in deep and talk about advertising the right way, Um, because when we're talking about why med spas fail, I feel like this is an important subject. I I often see an owners investing either too much into their advertising and not getting the proper return or owners that are trying to cut their budget and they're cutting their budget in advertising, which is where they should not be cutting. Yes. So a good rule of thumb for those of you that are listening with us today is whatever you are investing into your marketing advertising, you should always be getting six times that amount of revenue back. I, I agree. I look at it a little bit differently. I like to spend six to seven percent of my gross revenue on marketing. Right, right. Where and, and the way I always look at it is if I want to if I want to make $6,000 in hair removal, I'm going to put $1,000 into that yes. that promotion or tr- in, into that campaign that I'm running. Um, either way is effective, but you really need to be watching your return on your investments to making sure that you're advertising in the right avenues. You're spending enough money, but you're also getting your money back. So um, let's talk about some effective ways of marketing and advertising. So the the marketing of medical spas obviously has changed a lot oh, since huge. you and I first started in this industry. Oh yeah, I used to buy a yellow page. I uh, too. Telephone. <laughs> Mine was like fifteen hundred a month just to have my little name in there. Now nobody has a nobody has a yellow nobody book. Nobody has a yellow book. Um, now I find for my medical spa that approximately forty five percent of my new clients find me somehow over the internet. Now, that could mean social media, that can mean Facebook, that can mean Google search, and another 25 to 35, 25 to 30% find me by client referral. Mm-hmm. So those are the two areas where I put my biggest money. Well, and I'm going to have to agree with you. You know, back in the day, print, magazines, newspapers, Yellow Book were always the best ways to generate new clientele. I'm finding that social media is the number one way to stimulate interest in a, in a med spa. In fact, that's why we primarily, when we launch our med spas, why we primarily work on social media campaigns to, to create leads for our customers. Um, and really leads. The, let's talk about that because once you've invested your revenue into the advertising to generate interest in your business, this is where we're finding med spas are failing. Um, you better be able to 
follow up on those leads once you get them. Right. One of the things that Dr. Lisa and I do when we're on site with a customer, the first thing that we do is a SWOT analysis. And really what I'm looking for is where the revenue is or where there's opportunities for revenue. And it's amazing to me how much revenue is is potentially there that just isn't being followed up on. We actually teach a class called the Fortunes in the Follow-Up. Mm-hmm. And it's teaching owners and employees really how to follow up with their leads because that's, what is it? The bottom 20 is your, is your top 10% of revenue? Yes. So you have to be following up on these leads. Um, you know, checking your emails, seeing the web traffic on your websites, you know, making sure that you're collecting names and phone numbers when patients are calling your office so that you can touch back with them and see, you know, if they've made a decision or if they'd like to move forward with you. Responding to everybody who makes a comment on Facebook or Instagram, as simple as that is following up. Right. And in some practices, you know, having someone that's specifically dedicated to following up, I think is important because, again, you know, you have such a short period of time to capture that interest. So if you're listening to me, some of you may know this and some of you may not, but if someone reaches out to your business and maybe sends you an email or maybe comments on your website or fills out an inquiry about your services, you have less than five minutes to really capture that customer. So if you're not on it, they're going to go to somebody else. So I think it's a great idea to have somebody dedicated to your clinic to really be responsible for making sure those customers um, have the attention that they deserve. Um, And that goes with, you know, consultations, too. If you are not able to successfully book that patient at the time of their consultation, you need to follow up with them and just just ask them how they're doing. Have you have you had an opportunity to think about our goals that we've set for you? Are there any additional questions that I can answer for you or are you ready to move forward? And I think a lot of providers are are nervous about that. Um but I, I think it's important. The worst thing that you can be told is they've decided not to get the services with you, but at least you've reached back out and tried to get them. And many people appreciate it when you do that. And also asking them why. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I asked mm-hmm. you why you decided to go with another provider? That feedback is so crucial in how you proceed with your business. And maybe you need to do something different. Maybe there is some advice that you're learning from your customers that decide not to book with you. So again, I think, you know, fortunes in the follow-up, being able to follow up, um, you have an 800% better chance of booking a customer if you respond within five minutes. Did you know that? That is mind-boggling. Right, right. And challenging. It is. It is. And so, you know, that's one of the services that we provide. You know, Lisa and I don't have the time always to be the ones that are handling, um, you know, your lead generation. But we do offer a service where um, we can create leads for you and then our team will do the follow-up for you. But um, that is one of the things that makes that that program so successful is because we have a dedicated person just constantly responding to your leads and getting those appointments booked for you. And it's huge. I mean, we just grew one of our one of our clients in Charleston by $100,000 in less than a month because of that. Just because we were offering him the service of following up very quickly on every lead that he got. Right. 
So, you know, if, 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 if you have extra staff, if you've got downtime in your office, that's what they should be doing. There's never any downtime is what no, we say. No. <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> no such thing. Yes. If you are struggling to find something to do while you're at work, follow up with your leads. Get on your Facebook. Engage with your customers. Look at your email. Send an email back. Call your customers. See how they're doing. Check in with them. What type of campaigns have you found to be most successful on Instagram and Facebook with that social media? You know, really, we like to work with our our, our sister company, Tier 3, um, where they are really engaging with the customers on Facebook. Um, I think that the Facebook campaigns and the Instagram campaigns are probably the most successful because it's an opportunity to educate your customers on some of the services that you're doing and um, creating landing pages that these customers can then go visit to learn more about your business. Um, Everybody, it seems like there's a med spa in every corner. But I think with Facebook, you have an opportunity to really show them the inside of your business through Facebook videos or Facebook Live. Um, You know, people want their information now. And I think that Facebook has created that platform that we can deliver that to our customers. So um, I personally think that social media is the number one way to market and advertise. I even think you know, two years ago, I would have said probably Google. Um, I think Google's just as important, but I think that the younger demographic is on social media. I mean, we're seeing we're seeing Botox customers in their early twenties now because Botox is being used as a as a preventative, and mm-hmm. that's where your market is. So um, I find it to be very um, lucrative for businesses as, as far as like creating leads is to be social media. I so agree. And if you're listening to this and you don't have a good, robust client referral system, that's something that AJ and I also believe is so important for medical spas. Especially if you're brand new. Like I said in one of our previous episodes, if you build it, they will come. That's just a fantasy. You have to really earn your customer's business because the reality of it is you have a, you have a competitor probably within a mile of you. So you have to be engaging and you have to be able to get your information information to your customer. And so, you know, we do a great job of that. We develop a very, very effective uh, marketing campaigns to engage your customers and get them interested in your business and literally can deliver you on a silver platter, you know, 60 to 150 qualified leads of new customers every month. And if that sounds like something that you're interested in, please reach out to us. Uh, we, We would be eager to show you how you can be successful with this. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about branding a little bit, AJ, because one thing that I find uh, some medical spas don't do a good job of is branding themselves really well. Right. That kind of goes back into one of our first episodes where we talked about offering too much. Um, Everybody, I mean, there's there's so much technology out there. There's so many different services. But if you you've heard of if you're a jack of all trades, master of none, this is important in the industry too because you really need to figure out what your niche is. You need to be unique. You need to figure out what makes you different than your competition. If everybody is offering the exact same services and the exact same prices, then what what sets you apart? So. Figuring out what you do different, what is your motto, what is your business goal, what makes you different, these are questions that owners should be asking themselves. And if they don't know what makes them different or makes them special, then we need to do a strategy session. We need to figure out what that is. And you need to brand yourself that way and let your community know this is who we are. This is why we do what we do. And this is why we're different. 
An example of that is my medical spa in Colorado Springs, Genesis Med Spa. We are, our mission is to provide a very luxurious pampering upscale experience for our customers while educating them and involving them in all of the decisions of their skincare. And there is a um, medical spa that does a great job, probably about five miles away from me, who their um, branding is much more different. They're going after the younger clientele. It's a little bit more upbeat. They have louder music playing, whereas at Genesis, we have classical music playing. Their staff uh, wears blue jeans, whereas at Genesis, we're all in um, uh, professional gear. Blue jeans are not allowed. And it's very important that that we each understand who we're marketing and what we want our image to be. If I were somehow trying to be both the hip and the <laughs> classical music. You're pretty hip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, that would not work well. I wouldn't, as, as AJ said, I would be um, trying to be everything and therefore would not be good at anything. Well, and it's curious. It's interesting to me. I've always found it um a little particular that a lot of business owners don't really know who their market is. So yes. you you really kind of need to sit down and brainstorm and, and really think about this. Who do you want to target? Who do you want your customers to be? And that will help you identify how to market and advertise. Yes. So um, there are some very successful med spas in larger cities like New York and Chicago who whose market are just men. Right. And their their entire branding is obviously very different right. knowing that that's who they're going after. Well, and one of the things that I did in one of my practices, my dermatology practice particularly, um we did kind of a a, a market um, test. And we asked our, our demographic what they liked least about their current dermatologist. And what we found was that the doctor doesn't spend enough time with us. And so when we launched our dermatology practice, that's what we focused on was you're going to get more quality time with your with your doctor. The doctor is going to sit down in the exam room and, hi, how are you? And get to know the customer. And um, we didn't ever have that. We didn't ever have the the doctor was in and out and I never got to see anything. He did a really quick skin exam. It was more about quality of care. And if you looked at our reviews, that that's what you would actually see is the doctor was so nice. He sat down and talked with me and he's so funny and he cracked a joke about the Emmys last night. And, you know, that was what made us different. We weren't your in, 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 in and out doctor. We, you know, we didn't see 80 patients a day for dermatology. That wasn't our goal. Our goal was more quality care. Yes. And so you really have to understand your business and many owners fail to do that. They just think if they advertise their business, that's going to make the revenue. But branding is is just as important. And I think another note on branding, um, when I give lectures on this, I will put up a picture of the McDonald's arches with McDonald's spelled in Japanese. And every single person in the room is able to read Japanese on that slide because they know <laughs> what the arches what the arches are. They know that those letters say McDonald's. And while most of us um, are never going to achieve the notoriety of the McDonald's arches, it is very important that our advertising branding 
be such that our customers recognize that it's us. Mm -hmm. So our, um, for example, pretty much everything that Genesis does do in email blasts or postcards or the few print ads that we do uh, looks very much the same so that yeah. ideally a customer can look at it and know that it's from Genesis Med Spa without even reading those words. Right, right. Well, and that can even trickle into, you know, radio ads. Um, I know one of the more successful campaigns that I did years ago was I, cr- I created a jingle. <laughs> and it was a very cheesy jingle, but it was a catchy jingle. So before I would even... Can you sing it first? No. I mean, it kind of was like... Doo, 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 doo. I mean, that... Yeah, solutions. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was very cheesy, very annoying, but people remembered my business. And that was the goal. So, um, but what was interesting is I started having people recognize my voice in the grocery store because (laughs) it would play the jingle. And then I would start off the same way every single time. And, you know, I'm Ashley and, you know, they, they recognize that. So as far as like the font and the colors and the theme, the music, everything that you do needs to be the same. Cohesive. And, And that's, that's, that's branding for you. And again, that's something that AJ and I come in and we help our clients with because these are tough things. Mm -hmm. And you really, um, most of us, when we're just starting out, don't understand how to do this because most of us don't have a marketing background. They know the end goal. I want to open up. I want to do this. I want to be the best. I want to grow. But they don't necessarily know how to get that. And all these little things help. Yes. And and if you don't do them, it, it's a lot of tedious work and it is a lot of work, but if you don't do them, you can fail. Before we close up, I just want to briefly talk about um non social media, non internet mm-hmm. um ways of advertising because I have found that keeping your finger out in the community is important, Very important. and that there are relatively inexpensive ways to do that to keep your name out there. Mm -hmm. I like doing co-ops. I like doing events with my Mm -hmm. local other business owners. People love locally owned businesses and I like getting my my um, local small businesses involved in what I'm doing and I like to participate in what they're doing um, because I'm able to market to their customers and vice versa. Um, But also just giving back to the community um, is super important. Not only does it I know we're both Christians and we know that it makes us feel good inside. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Um, But I mean, yeah, you just you you should be giving back and you should be getting involved, getting your name out there. Yes. I've also found that, um, for example, the high school directory in my neighborhood is still done in print. And to get a full page ad in that is something like two hundred and fifty dollars. And I know from the years when I used to have high school kids that that directory stays in my as a mom, my top desk drawer. And I'm looking at it throughout because I'm going to call the mom who's supposedly there at the overnight slumber party that my kids are going to and make sure that she actually is there. Or posting that before and after photo, you know, on the back of the baseball diamond yes. on the fence and with your logo there. Um, that's always great for teenagers with acne scars, acne scar before and after. And parents tend to be very supportive of businesses that support their kids. They do. 
teams or schools or um, Girl Scout troops or whatever it is. And I also in not only just, you know, going out into the community, but just asking for business, literally the old fashioned door to door. Hi, this is my name. I would love to earn your business. I would love to invite you to come in. I can do a complimentary mini facial on you. I'd love to learn about your goals. I mean, it's just your time. Time is money and money is time. So mm-hmm. invite people in, ask for business. And I will, I will touch on this. One of the things that um, I've never forgotten about, this was about five years ago. I called a hotel and they asked me um, how they could make my day better. And I don't know why that stuck with me, but it did. And I've since then started doing that with everything that I do. Um, when I'm on the phone or when I'm asking for business, what can I do to achieve your goals? How can I make your results better? When I'm finishing a treatment with somebody, if I'm behind the chair, is there anything else that I can do to enhance your experience today? Nice. Um, but the same thing when you're going out, you know, I would I would love to earn your business. Come see me. Here's here's a complimentary facial. Here's a business card. Here's $10, $10 off your first treatment. Don't be afraid to ask for business the old fashioned way. I feel like AJ and I could both go on uh, <laughs> and we have. this topic for for a long, long time. But uh, we're so, so delighted that you joined us today. Yes, thank you. And if you are wanting to learn more about um, how you can market your medical spa, how we can help you, please reach out to us. Our website is Derm Aesthetic. That's aesthetic with an A, dermaestheticconsulting.com, or find us on social media. Um, we'd love to work with you. You could schedule a strategy call with us or just like and follow us. We appreciate your support. We hope that you're tuned in for our next podcast. We're going to talk about uh, ways that you can grow your med spa revenue. We've been talking about reasons that med spas fail. Let's talk about some more fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, let's next talk time. about how we can make you a seven-figure med spa. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Have a great one, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Everything Aesthetics, brought to you by Derm Aesthetic Consulting. The ideas stated in this podcast are not meant to guarantee success for any individual business, and no warranties regarding the advice in this podcast are implied. We hope you will join us again soon.